This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. A quirk of the because we win fixture list means we've got a first immediate rematch of the season on today's show as last week's winner, James Easton, takes on the man he took the crown from, Will White. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. We have got six picks, three big price plays and a handful of leans across a midweek card in most of the major leagues in Europe. Steve, this is an immediate opportunity for Will to avenge his defeat to James from the weekend. Well, this is the real matchup, isn't it, Dan? Uh, Will knew that he kind of had a free hit over the weekend. Uh, he was unfortunate to run into a, a good old-fashioned Rafa Benitez 1-0. And um, But like I say, we, we always knew this was likely to be the matchup again. So uh, bring it on and uh, let's hope for a profitable show. Well, as it is, we've reversed the role. So James goes first. And obviously, we are playing Liga, as that is James's specialist subject. And we don't play Liga again until the middle of January. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week, or I should have say later on this week. Should James win? We wish him all the best. James, Paris Saint-Germain against Metz, the first we're going to look at. All the games, I think, in France did midweek, a Wednesday, 3 p.m. So good time for US betters. PSG are minus 770 here with Metz plus 1,700 and the draw plus 750. Now, Paris Saint-Germain, money line betters, handicap betters and those that played the over two and a half goals all lost at the weekend. And ensconced in all of that, of course, was one of your selections for the show. They were pegged back late by Lille. Uh, but James, you're going again with the champions. Yes, I'm going again on PSG here, Dan. So, yeah, for anybody that did follow our tip on PSG, it was that very late equaliser from Jonathan David of Lille at Costas. We were on PSG to win that game on the handicap, which they, they looked like doing until virtually the last kick of the match when Lille made it 1-1. But actually, that late goal, Dan, has encouraged me to back PSG again here because I think those dropped points will will have had PSG angry after the game. They didn't play particularly well against Lille, but it was the sort of match they should have seen out. And I think having dropped points there, they're now going to be very keen to, to finish the year on a high. And they've got a great opportunity, I think, to do that here against the Mets side, who in recent weeks have looked really weak. They've started to look actually like the team that we thought they were going to be all season, in a way. Mets are newly promoted on paper, they look like they'll be relegation contenders this season. And they've done a bit better than that for most of the season. But they've lost their last three matches going into this game against PSG. And they haven't actually scored in any of those three games. And in most of those three games, I personally don't think they've looked like scoring. So that's actually crucial for the handicap pick here because I'm back in PSG on the handicap. Minus 2.25 on the Asian handicap, which is available at minus 114. So you need PSG to win this game by three goals in order for this to cash. And I just feel that Metz's 
lack of firepower themselves is almost the biggest factor for me on this game because I do think PSG will go for it. I do think they'll want to finish the season strongly, sorry, the year strongly and get a big home win here. And I can't really see a way that Mets can hurt them in open play. You never know if they might get a penalty or a set piece or something like that, but they are really struggling at the moment. So it does, to me, look like the sort of game that PSG could and probably should win comfortably. So, yeah, combination of those drop points against Lille and the fact that Mets are not playing particularly well and have got very little firepower is the reason that I'm back in PSG again here. So it's minus 2.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 114. It's a big handicap to cover, Steve. Well, I looked at this game and I, I definitely like this bet. I personally probably prefer PSG win to nil. At minus 125. You've got to take your pick, really. I I, I don't see Mets scoring. I, I said um, on the show a few weeks ago, didn't I? They won a couple of games in a row and they scored three goals on both occasions. But, you know, like I said, they shot their load in the, in, for the rest of the year. They, they, they lack... They desperately need offensive reinforcements in January to have a chance of staying up. And um, I, I'd be surprised if they have more than three or four shots in this game, let alone get anywhere near the score sheet. So it's difficult to argue against it. It's just a question of how much PSG want to rack up the score. It was very uncharacteristic of them, wasn't it, to to, to concede so late. It was a very uh, avoidable goal that the overrated Jonathan David scored. I think I'd rather <laughs> talk that one in, didn't I, after the show last time. Um, but maybe that will fire them up. But it should really be what completely one-way traffic. Mets, Mets are awful. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain on the Asian handicap. They gave up two and a quarter goals on the main line. Minus 114 for James's first selection here. Uh, incidentally, uh, Will's got two picks and just ahead of Will's first, I think Will's got it spot on with the tactics here with a, a sort of bigger price uh, play, which we're going to talk about first, and then a shorter one a little later. I think that's the best tactic for the challenge. But Will, let's bring you in for Atletico Madrid against Getafe here, which is a Tuesday game, 3.30 Eastern. Atletico short, minus 275 Getafe. Plus 800, the draw plus 360 here. Atleti lost to Athletic Club at the weekend. It's a game that I didn't see, but by all accounts, Athletic Club were good. You are expecting an upswing from Athletic. Not necessarily a win, though, because the win doesn't hang on your bet, does it? Talk us through your play. Yeah, Dan, it's uh, it's not often these days you see uh, both teams to score, yes, priced at plus money, let alone plus 128. And that's going to be my selection here in the Atleti Getafe game. Um, I think there's a historical perception around both of these teams of being very defensive minded, but it's not necessarily the case this season. If you look at the the evolution of both teams' offensive and defensive outputs, there's been a significant change over the last couple of seasons. Getafe, for example, um, are 45 expected goals seen in their 17 La Liga goals uh, games this so far this season. That's 2.65 per game compared with 2.05 per game in the 2021-22 season. Atleti, on the other hand, have seen 51 expected goals from their 16 games. That's uh, mammoth 3.25 per game, compared with 2.65 per game in the 2021-22 season. The reason why I'm comparing with the 2021-22 season is because this, this is something we've spoken about on this show before. There seems to have been a distinct evolution in Simeone, Aleti's coach, tactics since the World Cup last year. And, and since then, we've seen a market increase in their offensive output, but also their chance concession. 
Um, so far this season in away games, so Getafe are the away team here. They have scored in six of their nine away games this season in La Liga. Atleti have conceded in seven of eight home games so far this season, which is which is quite surprising from a Simeone-coached team. So I think, you know, all things considered, I do expect uh, Getafe to get on the score sheet here. And I think we all would expect Atleti to score at home to a lower mid-table La Liga team. Getafe's turnaround, well, you know, if you look at the production they're getting from their attacking threats, they've brought in Mason Green Greenwood quite controversially from Manchester United. In his 10 starts, he scored three goals and had four assists. Uh, at the same time, Borja Mayoral, 10 goals and one assist in his 16 as starter. There are talks of him being called up to the national team again, both players in very good form. Furthermore, um, Jose Baldalas has switched his uh, his formation up and his style of play. Uh, previously, Getafe have been playing a 4-5-1 system with De Genes kind of as a sitting midfielder slash third centre-back. But they've evolved this season to playing a 4-4-2, replacing that centre-back or extra centre-back with a centre-forward, essentially, and really playing four strikers with Greenwood and Mata out wide. So they've really been quite attacking in their approach to games so far this season in La Liga. And I just don't see how both teams to score yes has been priced up at such big plus money. Yeah, plus 128 is a big price. I did a little bit of digging into the stats and I found out that this season, uh, at least, that after Atleti's three previous defeats, Steve, both teams have scored yes, has cashed every single time. It's a tiny sample size, but just makes you think that Atleti don't revert to being cautious. They do think, well, the next game we must win and potentially that opens up the door to concede as well. I think this is a really good play from Will. That's the sort of stat digging you've become known for, Dan. I, I know, say. mate. That's, that's uh, my really... stick now at the moment. That's it. Yeah, it, very, very interesting stuff. I, I I, don't really have a lot to say about this because I don't ever get involved in these two teams. I, I can't remember having a bet on a Getafe match this season. And I rarely get involved with Atletico Madrid because I just can't get a good read on them. Um, you know, Getafe, I've been warned off them because they're known for being very, very negative but they do have goals in them this year. They've scored in 12 of the last 15 games, which is which is interesting. I think Will made a good point that they've signed well this this season, you know, controversially with Greenwood, but he's made an impact, hasn't he? So in terms of the footballing on the field, then, you know, fair play to them there. And, um, you know, this is a local derby as well, isn't it, of course? So they're going to be bang up for it. They have scored on both of their last trips to this stadium. It's a huge price, by the way. I mean, you don't often get both teams to score yes at plus 125. Like, that is really, really big. I mean, you're talking, we've got the African Nations Cup starting next month. That's the sort of price you expect in, in those games. Um, so, in a league, in a, in a La Liga game, it's there's no doubt about it, it does scream value. Uh, speaking of big prices, uh, let's get some big price plays from the boys uh, when it comes to our hot dog section. And again, it was profitable at the weekend. Uh, 33 picks all told uh, this season. James coming up good once again with a shot on target uh, play. And we've got another one from James shortly, but we'll get Steve's pick first. This is 12.30 Wednesday. We go to the Bundesliga and the love-hate relationship continues with Union Berlin, Steve. I don't think there's been a team more mentioned in any of the shows, European or Champions League or Union Berlin. So Have we ever got them right this season, though? That's the thing. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> occasionally. Um, the, the hot dog for the week I'm going with is Union Berlin on a minus one Asian handicap against Cone, plus 175. So if they win by one goal, we get a, a complete refund. 
But I, I think they can win this game comfortably. I Cone are awful at the moment. They they don't have goals in them. I've mentioned this a lot of times. Mines and Cone just they miss a lot of chances. They don't look like hitting the back of the net. Um I watched the game against Freiburg yesterday and they offered just again, they offered nothing. Went down to ten men with about half an hour to go and then got battered. So I think they're in they're in a real mess, these Billy Goats, you know. They're uh what well, goats are known for what being very sure footed, but uh, these guys are on very dangerous territory. They they look like sliding around everywhere and yeah, you know, I think RJ's on them, isn't he, to go down? Yes, he is. Uh, it's a good chance that happens unless they, they change something up because uh I, I think Union Berlin, let's let them off against Bochum because your your boys delivered a really good game there, Dan. <laughs> Brilliant. That was their best performance of the season. Uh, but we, it's kind of been there for Bochum, hasn't it? Their underlying metrics have been good. But Union Berlin just played Real Madrid and maybe that took it a lot out of them. But back at home now, if they play like they did against Mönchengladbach, a 3-1 win, they will definitely win this game, probably with a bit to spare. But I like the minus one Asian because because I just don't think Cohen hit the back of the net. You could also, for, for those really after some value, you could also back Union Berlin to win to nil maybe. But um, I think the minus one Asian at plus 175 gives me a good chance of landing a big a big price hot dog here. We had a big price hot dog landed with the uh, shots on target uh, market in France. James, you've got another one for us. Yeah, I think, I think, have you cashed three or four of these, I think, so far? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or maybe uh, even all four. Back. I don't know. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I love this market. And, yeah, this is where Bet Rivers are a standout, actually, because there are very few bookmakers offer this this sort of thing, which is, you know, how many shots on target. So, yet again, I've been through all the games in League One and the player who I think is worth backing to have over 0.5 shots on target in this round of games in France is Junior Krupi of Lorient against Brest. Junior Krupi is plus 180 to have a shot on target in this game. Now, that makes him the sixth biggest priced Lorient player of the eight players who are offered here uh, on this game. And Junior Krupi is actually the four-goal second top scorer for Lorient this season. So I think this price is too big. Um, he might not start. So that's worth saying, first of all, he started nine out of 16 players, uh, nine out of 16 games, I should say. Um, he's only 17 years old, is Junior Krupe. He's one of the youngest players in League One who's who starred this season. But if he does start, he's a really dangerous player when he gets into the penalty area. Um, and I think that's why this price just looks out by a long way to me. Um, he's got those four goals in the league. He's also got an excellent scoring record for France at youth team level for people who've watched him there. He's got 15 goals in 23 youth international games for France. But what's crucial, Dan, about this pick, it's not just about his goal scoring, actually. If you watch Junior Krupe, he doesn't miss the target much. He's a really natural finisher when he gets into the penalty area. First-time chances, even tricky ones, coming at him quite quickly. He generally works the goalkeeper. So... For this tip, you don't need him to score. It's important to stress that. It's not about goals. It's just over 0.5 shots on target. So if he starts, and it is an if because he's not a, a guaranteed starter, but if he starts, I think you've got a good chance of him managing a shot on target here. And as I say, that price makes it look as though he's, yeah, is he going to get a shot on target? Plus 180. 
Honestly, I think his chances of doing so are better than that. So he's my tip on that round, on this round of games. And yeah, the prices, as I say, with Bet Rivers in this market, usually there's one or two per round that you can find. And for me, this final round of games of the year, um, Krupe is the player to back. Uh, let's get Will's hot dog. A couple of uh, shows ago, Will's hot dog was enough for uh, Will to win the challenge. So they are all important uh, because they can be uh, the tiebreaker and they will be this week because they all come on the midweek card. Will, what you got for us? La Liga, we go. Yeah, we're going to uh, Granada versus Sevilla. And I like the look of Granada to get the win here at a big price, plus 185. I feel like this is a play out of Steve's uh, playbook of taking on a poor team. And I think Sevilla are a poor team at the moment. They're in turmoil, really, having just been entirely knocked out of Europe. Um, they lost 3-0 at home to Getafe over the weekend. They're languishing just outside the relegation zone and they've sacked their manager, Diego Lopez, after only nine weeks in charge. Um, they are winless in 15 games outside of Copa del Rey in their last 15 games and they're riddled by injuries. We've discussed this before um, and in addition to the players they've had missing over the past few games, they'll also be missing key player Rakitic, who's suspended for this game. I can't say that Granada are particularly great. Their underlying data suggests they're one of the poorer teams in La Liga, but they were backed heavily uh, last time out at home versus a very impressive Bilbao team. And that um, that sparked my attention. Uh, that game ended in a draw. Um, tragically, a Granada fan lost their life. So that game had to be suspended and uh, um, restarted the following day. But... Um, if you look at their prior home game to the Bilbao game, uh, it was a 3-2 loss to Villarreal. But if you look at the underlying data, they really deserve to get the three points. And I, I can see them getting the three points here. They've got some potent attacking weapons that can hurt Sevilla here. Brian um, Zaragoza, Lucas Boyer and Gonzalo Villar, all uh, creative threats. And uh, just given the atmosphere around the Sevilla team at the moment, I've said previously, you need a good reason to back um, a La Liga team away from home as a favourite and I can't see how Sevilla have been priced up as favourites for this one I asked these questions and, and you guys usually sort of dismissed them out of hand, uh, can Sevilla go down plus 700, Will, do you think they're that bad, that much in a, in a state of chaos or do you think there's still enough quality there and at some stage someone will get hold of the squad and they'll be okay, they're just outside the relegation zone yeah, I wouldn't be backing them at plus 700. I think there is enough quality there. They should get some of their missing players back. Um, they should bring in a new manager that will be able to get more out of this squad, yeah. Uh, let's uh, get a few more picks, shall we, for the challenge. We've got James and Will's second pick to come. Uh, James first up once again, Ligue 1. Uh, nice against Lens here. Nice plus 123, Lens plus 245. Again, it's Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you're playing, there's lots of betting in play action, of course, on the Bet Rivers uh, website. Real bonanza of top flight football in France on Wednesday, 3 p.m. onwards. Um, James, Nice's unbeaten record went earlier this month. Unders backers are start to get nervous as well. Um, many have cashed over the course of the season, but not the last two. How do we how do we go about this particular game? Are, are we are we fading Nice? Do we think they are going to continue their slide? What's the play? Yes, I am backing Lance here, Dan. Lance uh, plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 115. So as long as Lance avoid defeat here with this pick, you'll make a profit. And 
This pick for me is all about momentum uh, with these two top sides at the moment. You, you've read out the prices there. Nice are clear favourites. If you look at the league table, probably we wouldn't have much argument with that. Nice being, I think, five five places and six points above Lons in the table. But if you look at the form book, then it does tell a different story because Nice have lost two of their last three matches. They've started to wobble. Uh, the defence, which had been tremendous through the first 12 or 13 matches of the season, has started to struggle. And the opposite is true of Lons. Lons had a really poor start to the season. But if you look at their form, not just in the last three or four weeks, but actually over the last couple of months now, they've become one of the best teams in League One. So, yeah, Lons have won four and drawn one of their last five. They've won five and drawn two of their last seven. Lons are actually now unbeaten in 11 games. They've won seven and drawn four of their last 11 games. So you look at the league table and you look at Lons having lost four times, you might think, well, you know, that's a team who've already lost four times in the first half of the season. It's not great. But all of those defeats came in August and September, whereby their own admission, actually, for various reasons, they were struggling. And they're, they're simply not the same team now. Lons are playing really, really well. So I actually think their chances here of getting something from this game have been underrated by the market. And I think that Nice's price is too short. So looking at those match odds, I definitely think the value here uh, lies with Lons. And that's my thinking on the pick. And just very quickly on, on the goals markets, I didn't really fancy the goals market myself across any of the games actually in League One. But I think it's worth flagging up some team news on this game, Dan, because there are a lot of defensive players missing on this game. You've got two of Lance's regular back three suspended. That's Jonathan Gradit and Kevin Danso. And for Nice, you've got a holding midfielder, Endai Shimie, or Yusuf, as he normally has on his shirt. He's out, and so is Tadebo at centre-back. Now, that is four really, really big uh, defensive players missing this game. And when you look at the, the goal line, actually overs at plus one, two, three, over 2.5 goals. Honestly, if you're someone that likes to back overs based on team news, this might be a game to go overs. Or you could back over 2.25 goals here, which is available at minus 106. I know Steve is a big fan of the minus plus minus 2.25 line. I think plus 2.25 overs at minus 106 just based on the team news here is worth looking at. So as I say, that's not my pick on the game. I've avoided the overs. I'm backing Lance here on the handicap, but I do think for people who like team news, that overs might be worth looking at on this game as well. Steve? Yeah, I think it's the first time I've ever heard anyone suggest backing an over in an East game this year. Mm -hmm. It makes sense based on based on that team news. Um, the problem Nice have had is they became so reliant on their defence, they've forgotten how to actually attack, in my opinion. And um, like both of these sides significantly underachieve in front of goal this year so that would that would be a concern but uh, I, I certainly think James on the right side with the bet I, 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 I think Lons the two teams I think will move up the Liga table in the next few weeks and a couple of months is, is Lons and Marseille I think those are the sides to watch out for and Lons um, I'd be surprised if they suffer defeat in this fixture I think it's probably a good chance of a draw so I think we're looking you know a good very good chance of a half cash here on this on this handicap but yeah, if either side is to win it, then I, I would go Lons because Nice have just just lost their way a little bit, Dan. You know, they've lost a little bit their indestructibility. I mean, you can't be conceding three goals to La Havre. Um, that's just not good enough. And um, yeah, I say it was. I think it's, it's a better surprise me actually. I thought James would go for someone like Brest or 
or Wren actually for his second pick. But um, yeah, I think he's certainly on the right side here. Uh, Will's second pick uh, pick uh, is again in La Liga, and we go to Barcelona Almeria here. No wins in three across all competitions uh, for the Spanish champions. Last fell to win four on the spin. Um, March 2009, I worked it out. I could well have got that wrong. Don't at me. Uh, Will, uh, you have played Barcelona with varying degrees of success uh, this season, uh, although they have let you down as well. How do we squeeze some value out of a Barcelona side that are minus 625 to win at home? Yeah, Dan, so the pick here is is Barca to win the game and under four and a half goals, um, which comes in at minus 137, which just about meets our cutoff. It's a massive game for both teams. Um, Barca need to win to really stay in touch with Real Madrid and Corona at the top of the table. Almeria, who are bottom of the table, clearly fighting relegation. But the expectation is all going to be on and Barca to get the win here. And I, and I think they will. I think that's the kind of easier part of this same game parlay. Despite seemingly poor form, Barca's underlying data is still the strongest in La Liga. So they've really been unlucky in terms of their chance conversion and chance conversion against being particularly high. It's hard to not see them winning this game, but I do think Almeria will keep the scoreline under five goals. Despite being bottom, their underlying data has actually improved quite dramatically over the past four games with an average of one um, expected goal against conceded per game, which is quite impressive for a team which is bottom of the table. They've switched to a five at the back over the last couple of games to try and provide more defensive stability. And I think it's it's working for them to a certain degree. They just need to try and turn that into some results now. They did manage a point over the weekend at home to Mallorca. Overall, though, Barca have seen 13 of 17 games this season in La Liga come under four and a half goals. Almeria, 13 of 17 under four and a half. So if you marry all of those together and you look at the line here of four and a half goals, which is... You know, essentially, we win the bet if Barca win the game and there are fewer than five goals. I think it's a great pick. We're also likely to see some rotations due to the schedule and the fixture congestion. So it might take some teams, a little, both teams, some time to find their creative flow. There's no Frankie de Jong for this game, uh, no Robert Tony on the Almeria side. So, yeah, I really like this pick. Barca win under four and a half goals. Is, is that your go-to minus four and a half just to boost it when you're looking at Barcelona and Real Madrid? Is that the first sort of metric or market off the back of a short price favourite to try and get it up to something like even money? Yeah, I, I was just surprised, really. I'll, I'll go through all of the lines, right? So I'll go through all the same game parlays, the two and a half, the three and a half, the four and a half, sometimes the over one and a half or the over two and a half and look for which kind of gives the most compensation for the proposition. And, I, you know, the under three and a half goals here would be clearly plus money on the same game parlay. And I think at minus 137, I think I was surprised to see the over four and a half come in, at, uh, the under four and a half come in at a reasonable price. Uh, Steve, what do you make of uh, Barcelona to win under four and a half goals? Hey, it's a good bet. I, I like win, uh, Barcelona win to nil as well. I think you could look at plus 102. Um, I, I got completely Almeria wrong the uh, the weekend game, my hot dog. They were they offered absolutely nothing against Mallorca um, at all. I think Will's right. They obviously want a bit more defensive stability now. I, I just really struggle to see how they're going to hit the back of the net here. I think it's... A, Case of damage limitation, come here and don't get beaten big. But um, yeah, I think he's, he, Will's covered here the 2 1 and the 3 1 score as well, which gives you even more security, doesn't it? 
the only danger, I suppose, is something like 4-1 or 5-0. But Barcelona, you know, they don't rack up the score that often, do they? So um, it just looks a really solid sort of, I don't like to use the word banker or lock, but it looks a really solid play. Uh, Steve, let's get your picture. You went two from two at uh, the weekend uh, for uh, our viewers and listeners. Uh, you've gone Germany for both of your picks. Uh, one Tuesday, one Wednesday. The Barcelona game, incidentally, is a 1pm Wednesday Eastern kickoff. Uh, Tuesday, first of all, Steve, talk us through Dortmund against Mainz because this is this is a, a juxtaposition here when it comes to to wonders, overs and goals. How, how have you squared this circle? Because for me, we know that you know Mainz, you want to go under Dortmund. I backed them overs. They didn't get it at the weekend, but there was a massive XG on their game. How, how how have you gone for this one? What's your play? Yeah, I thought long and hard about this one because I've been, you know, I've been back in minds under since this new manager take, took over, Jan Sievert. I mean, the results since he since he took charge is 2-0, 0-0, 1-all, 0-1, 0-0, 0-1. And, and Mainz, the problem is they just don't look like scoring goals. They dramatically underachieve they keep missing chances it's no fluke now is it you know I, I don't think they are going to start suddenly scoring goals down until they bring new players in because the current ones they've got are not good enough you wouldn't trust anyone to hit the back of the net for them the goal line here is is 3.25 and I think it's a little bit too high um you know minus 108 on this goal line so it can actually go over 2.5 and I could still cash a half winner I'm drinking from the same watering hole but the, the, there is a danger here, I suppose, because Dortmund and, and me do not get on very well this season. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like a, a bit like an antelope, aren't I? Yeah, in, in Africa, drinking from a watering hole. And I'm looking around where the lion is there, and you know, am I going to get eaten alive by Dortmund again? Because I just I can't get this team right at all. But I, one thing I do know with Dortmund is that they their games tend to be either crazily over or quite significantly under actually they've won three games at home one nil this season so against this type of team i think we get a game pattern where they have to break down a, a wall of five probably not keep knocking on the door and eventually they find a way through because i just don't think minds are going to come here to try and play with them so i think you're looking at say two nil dortmund maybe something like that i, I think dortmund minus one asians wouldn't be the worst bet in the world here by the way because i don't think minds will score a goal so under 3.25, I'll keep riding this under strain with mines uh, and just hope I get the Dortmund right for once. A Bundesliga, as you know, has been a, a good uh, league this season for overs and that includes team totals and that includes specifically Gladbach. We've had quite a bit of success with them previously, Steve. They're away at Eintracht Frankfurt Wednesday, 2.30 Eastern and this is your second play. Yeah, going with the team total here, Munch and Gladbach, over one and a half team total goals at plus 145, which I think is a big price. As you know, I'm a big fan of this side. I think they um, there's, a, there's a really good team here in the making, but they keep making mistakes. They're a really annoying team to back in terms of money line or handicaps because they just concede too many goals down. So I think the best line of attack with them is, is to go with their own goals because... They cannot play a full 90 minutes without conceding chances. Uh, I think they can come to Frankfurt and get themselves a, a couple of goals. Uh, the Frankfurt side, who I still I still don't know how they're what the hell happened in that buying game. Like that's the <laughs> one good performance that Frankfurt had in in the last sort of month. I'm almost willing to put it down as an exception. Um, 
So I, I think that they're very gettable. They've had a lot of matches recently, Frankfurt, you know, and at some point it's going to catch up with them. Uh, Gladbach played on the Friday night against Bremen, so they've had even more rest ahead of this game. It could be significant. Uh, they've always got goals in them, Dan. That's what I love about Gladback. And, you know, I would take them on, say, a plus-half handicap here. But <laughs> you're dicing with death because, you know, they've, they've scored two goals ten times this season. And they've only won five of those games. So you just can't rely on that defence. So... Yeah, I think the team total angle is the best way with Borussia Mönchengladbach at plus 145. Big price, in my opinion. Yeah, massive price. Huge. Uh, that's Gladbach team total plus 145 in their game away at Eintracht Frankfurt. 2.30 Wednesday. We've got an awful lot of leans to rattle through, so I'll have to hurry you gentlemen as we go through these. Um, James, you've got one for us again Wednesday, 3pm in uh, Liga. What's your lean? Yeah, this is on the Leon versus Nantes game, and I'm opposing Leon here, Dan, because I just think they're so short at minus 155 uh, to win this game. Now, this price is partly a reaction to the fact that Leon, who have been awful all season and bottom of the table most of the season, have won their last two matches. They beat Toulouse and they beat Monaco, and they won both those games to nil. So hats off to them for that. There is a slight improvement from Leon, but I don't think they've improved as much as this price would suggest. I think minus 155 at home to an unremarkable, but potentially quite solid non-side is an overreaction to two wins, especially as they didn't play, in my opinion, particularly well in the second of those two wins against Monaco. So when I saw this price on Leon, I thought that's too short. I'm willing to oppose them here. So I'm back in Nantes on the Asian handicap plus 0.5 uh, goal start, which is available at 123. I think that's a great price. It's a really good plus money price. And it means that as long as Nantes avoid defeat here, then you're going to make a profit. Will, Wednesday 3.30 for you first up. Athletic Bilbao against Las Palmas. What have you got for us here? I like uh, I like uh, Athletic Club minus 1.25 goals at minus 113 to get the job done here. They were very impressive in the 2-0 home win versus Atleti over the weekend. They've just got such a potent front four that are really cohesive. They offer a massive threat and um, I can see them racking up a big score here. The underlying data shows that Athletic's attacking output is in a similar kind of level to that of Real Madrid, um, FC Barcelona, Atleti and Girona this season. Las Palmas, based in the Canary Islands, traveling may start to take its toll during uh, a period of fixture congestion. And they're also missing two key players, uh, Kirian and Alberto Moleiro. So I like Bilbao to, to, to get the job done here and potentially rack up the score, knowing that we get half our stake back if, if they only win by the single goal. Uh, Steve, you're hoping for a single goal, Will, in a way, but I guess 2-0 will get us both of these uh, leans in. Steve, what's your lean in this one? Under goals, I think, down under 2.75 looks too high a goal line here. Las Palmas have um, they've not had a single game this season go more than three goals. Um, they've uh, they've they've you know, it's one of those the goalkeeper has been brilliant for them. Um, Will mentions the underlying data here, and based on the stats, then you Bill Bow should should rack up a good win. But I've been here before with goalkeepers, James will know last season in, in Liga, there was two or three keepers that kept frustrating me and I don't want to be betting against these keepers but I mean they just find a way of re reducing the score they saved two penalties this season um Alvaro Vales is his name 
he's really impressed me whenever, whenever I've seen Las Palmas. I think Bilbao win the game, but you're looking, I think, 1-0 or 2-0. Las Palmas play very defensive football. And um, the, I was surprised for them in a game where the, the goal line is, is so high. Uh, 2-0 would serve our purpose for both of these leans. Let's get back to Will with a couple of Thursday games. 1pm uh, Eastern is uh, Betis uh, against Girona. Um, there's a bit of a caveat here. Just talk us through your thoughts on this one, Will. Yeah, it's 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 tough to oppose Girona at the moment, but I feel like it's something we're going to be doing more of on this show as the season goes on. They're getting priced up very short for their games. You know, Real Betis are a very strong home team here and they're being priced up as underdogs. There are lots of factors that I think feel play into their favour here. So I'm happy to back them on the Drono bet or the plus zero Asian line at minus 105. Betis were just really good over the weekend versus L'Areal. They won the XG battle. Uh, they've got an extra day's rest here because Corona are playing Alaves tonight. They're used to rotating their squad, squad um, because they've been in the Europa League. Um, and, you know, this also fits with my model, which makes uh, Real, Madrid, uh, Real Betis slight favourites here. As I mentioned before, very strong home team. They've won four of the last five at home in La Liga. And overall, I just think the market's a bit distorted on Corona due to their win versus Barca. And uh, the underlying data suggests that they should have lost that game and they're likely to come back down to earth at some point in the next few game weeks. On top of all of that, Tsigankov is a doubt for Girona. They might have to take this game as an opportunity to rotate quite a lot of their key players. Um, the thing that holds me back and makes this a lean instead of an official play is Isco is going to be suspended for this game for Real Betis. He is without doubt their most creative player, probably their best player this season. So for that reason, it's just a lean. Just a lean. Uh, Betis on the draw, no bet. I think, as Will points out, people are going to start to try and get against your owner if they continue to be relatively I, short. I agree with this. that thing, by the way. I looked at Betis. I nearly had uh, Betis as my hot dog this week because... Um, They've uh, also got a, 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 an extra period of rest heading into this game. And I think, you know, I was on the reaction show yesterday with Ruri Barlow. Ruri's actually predicted Hirona to finish fifth Has in he? La Liga. He, yeah, he stuck his neck out. And, um, you know, it, it kind of uh, that really stuck in my mind when he said that. And I, I think that they're a team that we want to be opposing a lot more in the second half of the season, Hirona. I guess I, I guess the problem, and, and Will, you'll know this as well, is that as soon as they have a stumble, are they going to quickly revert back to the prices they were, say, a year ago? Is that is that fall going to be quick in betting terms, do you think? You're going to have to catch him maybe for one game rather than being able to catch him at a fair price for two or three. I don't necessarily think that'll be the case. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're solidly in that top four. So even if they have a couple of poor results, they're still going to be solidly in that top four. And, and betters in the market's going to look at them and think that they're, you know, a top four performing team. Uh, what that will do to their confidence, um, who knows? But I think we'll have op many opportunities to take Corona on at fair prices uh, going forward. So, so I'll just bring James in for this one because I had the same thought with Leon. Really, is is how quickly do do things correct when ostensibly better sides, or we thought they were at the start of the season, start to play a little bit better? I mean, you're suggesting with your play against Leon that that, that there's an overcorrection there. Yeah, I think there is with Leon. I mean, it's a it's a different set of circumstances, obviously, but they've slightly changed the way they play recently. Leon, they've got an interim manager in charge who's gone to a back three, 
made them a bit more solid. I, I just feel, having watched the two games that they won, that they weren't actually that much better. That's my view of it. So, yeah, I think this is a sort of team-by-team team thing. Um, but, you know, in a way, that's kind of what we're looking for every week, isn't it? Those teams that may be underrated, overrated, and then you've got to act when you can and then, you know, be brave enough also to pull out if you think the changes have, changes in prices have occurred. Uh, two more leans, uh, both in uh, no one in Spain, one in France. Uh, Will you're one in Spain first of all, involving the league leaders? Are they are they the league leaders, Real Madrid or not? I can't remember if they are. Or not. They are again now. They yeah. are again. Yeah. Um, I like them to get the job done here, and in the same game, parlay over one and a half goals that comes in at minus one fourteen, which I think is a very attractive price. I like taking big teams during periods of fixture congestion due to their ability to manage their squads better. The smaller teams tend to have smaller squads and tend to have trouble rotating during these periods. And I think that might happen with this Alaves squad, uh, which is quite thin. Uh, there's also an extra day's rest here for Real Madrid. So I think the cards are really stacked in their favour. Uh, Real are just a bit of a juggernaut at the moment. They've won 19 of 23 this season across La Liga and Champions League. Alaves's underlying data is strong, actually. They have a slightly positive net, net XG per game, which is which is very impressive for a team of their stature. But how sustainable is, uh, is this? I'm not so sure. I think they're a team that also will be looking to take on as the season goes on. So, yeah, Real Madrid to win the match and over one and a half goals. This is a lovely same-game parlay here at minus 114. Uh, Steve, last word on the leans from yourself in France. Going with the cards market here, Dan. Brest against Lorient over over three and a half cards at minus one twelve. I think it's a really big price. It's um it's a big local derby. This the, these two teams absolutely hate each other. It's it's a really crunch fixture, and I think Lorient have got to show something here. Um, you know, it's in, I think it's quite a bettable game. James has got his hot dog in this fixture. Lorient might get something, you know, because if they don't. Um, if they don't show the fight here, then I don't know when they are going to. And, uh, you know, you might card me for this, but in these these local derbies, you throw the form book out the window. I haven't got As my I've cards always said, I'm not I at knew, home. That's why I said it. That's I'm why I said it. Because I knew, I knew you didn't have your cards <laughs> with you. But um, <laughs> I, I think this referee's going to have his cards with him. Matteo Vernice. Is it Vernice James? I think that's how you pronounce him. Um, he has given at least four cards in every fixture this season. In his last match, I love this, he, um, he issued... Seven cards in actual match time. But if you include cards that he issued to managers and then after the final whistle, he gave a total of 18 cards what? in Montpellier against Clermont. 18 cards. He, he, he kind of... I don't know what's happened to his refereeing this year. I've seen a couple of his games. He started to lose control. And I think over three and a half uh, cards at minus 112 is well worth a look. And plus 460 for a red card, Dan. The red card has landed in this fixture in four of the last five head-to-heads. It's, I'm telling you, it gets spicy. It gets really feisty as well, this game. And uh, it could be a bloodbath. Interesting. But I can't remember the name of the referee who was in charge of the Argentina-Netherlands World Cup game. Was it Senor Lahoth? I can't remember. He was like dishing cards left, right and centre. was at the end of that one. OK, so that's a cards play or a lean uh, from Steve. Uh, let's just get back to the picture and the boys here who go head to head. James versus Will. James, remind us of your two selections for the challenge this midweek. Uh, my first one's on PSG versus Mets. It's PSG minus 2.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 114. 
And my second one is on Nice versus Lance. It's Lance plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 115. Will, what are your two? My two plays are Atletico Madrid versus Getafe. Both teams to score yes at plus 128. And Barcelona versus Almeria. Barcelona win and under four and a half goals, minus 137. I like the way Will has played it this week with the two picks, with the prices. I think Will might squeeze home. Steve, what do you think? I'm going to predict Will to win because uh, if he wins his two picks, then he prevails but because of the prices. I think we'd, we'd do a really big week, you know, Dan. I, th- I think all four picks win. It's, it's all four? Are you, are you including, yeah, including your own? All six? Well, maybe a really confident five out of six. I mean, I can't I can't guarantee Dortmund don't do the dirty on me. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, James, Will, many thanks for your company. Good luck to one and all. Midweek card. We'll keep you up to date, of course, via our Twitter feeds. That's a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. I'll be back alongside Steve on Thursday, as will one of James or Will who will be up against Daniele Fissi-Keller. We might have to throw the net wider in terms of the leagues that we cover. Stay, keep posted on that one. Uh, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content as well via app because we win from all of us. For now, though, it is goodbye.